You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So I started a series that uh, is so vitally important to us uh, at Living Word Chapel. I, I started it uh, two weeks ago, and uh, the, 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 the title of the series is 2020 Vision. And it's for us to be able to see clear as we go into the year 2020. And it is so incredibly monumental for us here as a church because in 2020, we are going to be uh, celebrating 25 years of being on Highway 77. I think that's just amazing when you think about it. In fact, I think it's so amazing because um, I uh, came uh, probably uh, 10 months before they, they, they built this church, uh, and, uh, and I was able to come when this, this building was built here on, on the highway. And, and never did I dream that I would be uh, a pastor, much less the lead pastor of this church. And God has a way of just doing things in our lives that go beyond our wildest dreams. And so uh, what I've come to find out is in life, we need to be able to see clearly. We need to have good vision so that, uh, so that we can navigate uh, through all the, the, the difficulties and all the circumstances and everything that we have in our lives. And that's what 2020 vision helps us to, to do, to be able to accomplish. Um, and with that, uh, not only are we able to see, but God also gives us purpose. And he gives us uh, a vision in that it, it's a driving force that takes us from one point to another point, Right? That's what, what, what vision does. Uh, it, it, it gives us the ability to see forward and say, this is where we want to go. We want to go to this place. And it's, and it's something that, that is bigger than us. It's something that is, uh, challenges us. And it, it, it's something that uh, we can only accomplish with, with, with great uh, uh, community when we all come together and, and, and do it together. And especially when we come with God's help. And we've seen God do very, very great things already, but I am really believing that in the next five years, uh, God is going to do things that we are going to look back and say, wow, only God could have done this. And so uh, next week, I'm going to actually be bringing a, a message called A Winning Vision, where we're going to launch the, vi- the five-year vision for, for LWC, and, and it's, it's what God has been giving to us as a leadership team uh, we really believe, because he's been confirming things uh, through our Tuesday prayers at 6 a.m., and, and we've been hearing people say the same things over and over, and it's a lot bigger than we, what we could ever imagine. Um, to this point, to this point, where we're at now, uh, we have seen the Lord do great things. You know, I saw in the thank you uh, video that someone put, I'm thankful for the merge or the merger. We would have never saw that coming uh, five years ago. And, uh, and God worked that out, and, and it's a very healthy merge. It's a very healthy campus that, that uh, God is doing uh, amazing things there in the Copper Basin area. Um, and so 
I know for a fact that, that God is able to accomplish what he uh, puts in front of us. He's able to because he's a great God. And every, every end of the year, we do this year-end campaign, and, and we, we try to do four to six causes uh, and accomplish them together. So we collectively come and we pray, and we, uh, we give uh, toward a, a, a different uh, uh, cause, and then we, we use our talents, we use our giftings uh, to accomplish these things uh, so even what, what happened right now, right before we started this message, having uh, Ruth West and, and Daniel Rodriguez come up, uh, they're going to be using their gifting. Ruth is very gifted in helping people understand their new identity in Christ. God has gifted her with that, with the ability to help you navigate and, and, and know who God is, know who you are as a believer in Christ, and then also recognize that there's an enemy in your life that wants to destroy everything that God wants to do. Just like God has a great plan for your life, so does the enemy. He has a very bad plan for your life. And so Ruth is, 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 is just gifted to be able to help. Now, Daniel come from, comes from another perspective. Daniel comes from a, from a life that he's seen the need for God in addiction. He's seen the need for God and what it did to his life uh, and, and how it brought destruction. But he's also seen that with God, he's been able to live clean and been able to live in a way that's honorable, in a way that, that God has just opened up doors for him in his life, and he's been able to accomplish things that he never thought he would have if he would have been under that bondage which he was in. So he's able to talk from a, from a, from a testimony of, I've been there, I've done that, but let me tell you, for 26 years I've been set free. Okay, so, so as we come together as a church body, and, and there may be some uh, individuals or families here that you're here for the first time, let me tell you, you're in the right place because you're going to see God do some great things. If you keep coming, I, 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 can, I can guarantee you, not, not us as people, but God working through people does great things. And so if you, if, 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 if you come and, and, and you continue to, to, to connect uh, you will see the power of God working in, in everything that we're doing. So, so we are on a year-end campaign. And um, as we're there, there, there are two big days that I want you guys to, to kind of make a mental note. You can make a written note um, on, on two big on-ramps as we talk about our, our, our giving campaign, year-end giving. So on December the 3rd, that is what is now called Giving Tuesday. We have, uh, um, what's that Friday after Thanksgiving? It's called what? Black Friday. black Friday, right? And it gives you a black eye in your account, right? But we use it, don't we? Anyone go shopping on Black Friday? You know? Yeah. You, some people get great deals. And then, and then um, Monday is called Cyber Monday. And so now they've uh, instituted this thing called Giving Tuesday. It's that same, that same weekend or that same first of the week. It's called Giving Tuesday. So we're going to leverage at Living Word Chapel, we're going to leverage Giving Tuesday as an opportunity, not only for, for us at Living Word Chapel, but there's other friends and family and partners that have partnered with us uh, in ministry as, as God has, has touched their lives in, in whatever uh, uh, in whatever way, through the ministry at LWC, and they've been able to connect 
and, and be very generous to us. So it's going to be an on-ramp of generosity. I want you to make a note of that, uh, that Giving Tuesday, which will be December the 3rd. And then on December the 15th, there's five Sundays in December. On December the 15th, which will be the third Sunday, everything that comes in will be giving to, will, be go, will go toward our year-end causes. Okay, so, so when, when, as you're praying about what you can do, uh, th- that day is going to be another on-ramp that we're going to trust the Lord to, to help us to embrace the vision for the future. And we will always accomplish more together than we will accomplish on our own. Did you know that? And so we're just going to trust the Lord to, to direct us. Now, um, you were given uh, a Vision 2020 and a, a little handout that has the causes on it. I want to talk about them real quick because I think that's important. So 25 years ago, we, we uh, got allowed for us to put up this, this worship center, and then we've added on to it, and we've built and, and extended and, and expanded by, by God's grace. But we have not touched the inside in 25 years, and we have not touched the bathrooms in 25 years. So we are going to renovate uh, our interior as well as our cafe. Uh, so pray about that and for the Lord to direct us. We're also going to, at our Kearney campus, um, the multi-purpose center, the children's center, it needs a roof replacement. And so a part of our, our giving, which on that side they're going to be giving toward this as well, uh, will be going toward uh, making sure that we can accomplish that. And then our, um, the, the worship center, interior and exterior uh, at, at Kearney, we're going to do some, some work as well. Now, here's one of the things that I think you need to make a note of. This is important. God has been very gracious to us. And God has been gracious through your generosity, but he's been gracious just through his hand of miracles. When we, when we needed a roof, um, the Lord, by his grace, uh, allowed for us to, to get this roof done almost completely without the congregation having to give because we, got, we found favor. And uh, uh, about $48,000 came in for the roof. The other 10000 that we had was savings that we had put away uh, because of Emma. And Emma, just working as a wonderful administrator, she put some money away in case we needed some more funds to accomplish that. So 58000 was the total for the roof. But we can give God a big applause that we were able to do that, right? Now, that took no pressure off of the congregation. In other words, we didn't, we didn't have to come and ask you, hey, can you give toward the roof? God did that for us. Okay. Now, here's another go God moment. When we went and did this merger, you want us to talk about the hand of God that, that was on us. For We first went three years ago, right? And when we went, a missionary came and gave us a check for $26,000, if you remember that. For you that are, that are new here, this is what God did. A, a missionary that we've supported over the years gave us a $26,000 gift, and we were able to go to Hayden to the school and refurbish the whole school that, that we were going to be having ministry in. And, and, and God kind of paved the way for us to go there. In fact, I got a note from the superintendent uh, uh, a couple weeks ago that said, we sure miss you. We sure miss you guys because God made a big impact through Living Word Chapel at that, at that Hayden uh, High School. Now, look at how big God is. I want you to just think about the things God's done. Right after that, 
we, uh, we were saying, Lord, where do, you, where do you have us going? We were in the school. Everything was good. But uh, 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 some church leaders from uh, a, uh, a church in Kearney, they came to us and they said, would you consider merging with us? They were coming to the 5 p.m. service at that time. And they lost their pastor. Now, when, when, when this happened, we started praying about moving forward, if that's what God had. We merged with that church. They became Living Word Chapel Kearney. But this is what happened, guys. God gave us a building. We didn't have to come and ask the congregation at Living Word Chapel, hey, we need monies for, for, for a building. We need money for, to buy land. We need this. He gave us land. That's all paid for. He gave us not only one building, but two buildings. He gave us a worship center for about 120 people. And he gave us a multi-purpose center that's on it that serves the ministry of children and uh, other things. God did that. And I believe he did that because of the faithfulness that, that God has placed in his people here at LWC Oracle, that we have always been willing to embrace wherever he's taking us. So now he's taking us into 2020, okay, and beyond. Man, I wish I could say what, 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 what the Lord is giving us right now, but I'm going to wait till next week because it's huge. It's huge. So this is what I want us to think about, okay? I really believe that God wants us to... I, I, it's a building, so I have to be real careful saying this. It's a building. God, God, he doesn't worry about buildings. We can be in a hut, and if, and if we're there in the name of Jesus, great things are going to happen, right? So let me just say that. Let me, let me uh, say that on the front side. But we as people, we, we, we like to, to spruce things up. We like for things to look better. So, Lord, you know, if it be your will, we want to spruce things up. We want to make it look better for your glory. We want to do things excellent. Amen? For the people that God is going to bring to us, we want it to be the best it can be for the glory of God. And so as we move forward and as you pray about what the, the, the total amount is, what can you give? And I would even say this, what can we sacrifice? Have you ever sacrificed to go on a, on a vacation to Disneyland? Anyone ever done that? We have someone greater than Mickey. That's Jesus and, and his causes, bringing people. We have an eternal investment that we're going to make. And I just believe that God's going to meet us where, where we need to be met. I just believe that. So, so it's, not, it's not equal giving. Some of us in here can give more. Some people can give less. It's not equal giving, but it is equal sacrifice. All of us together sacrificing for the cause of Jesus Christ. And for him to do his work. And so uh, on the back, there's a, there's a, there's a pledge card. And, and what Sean and I do is we, we pray about an amount we have in the past. And then we give in increments. We give in increments toward that. So it's, it's going to go until March because it's a bigger number. We're going to go until March. And, and you can just talk to your wife or if you're an individual, just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, um, I am going to give this much. And I believe it's what you want me to give. And you can give it in increments. Just put it on, on, on whether you give online, designate it toward our year-end giving, our 2020 vision uh, giving uh, place. And, and we'll just trust the Lord to, to meet our needs. If you're new here, I want you to know something. We never put pressure on anyone to give. You are 
a gift to us just by being here. We give voluntarily. We don't have to give. We give because God allows for us to do so. So, so as we move forward, let's, let's, let's keep that, that in mind and, um, and, and let's just trust him to do everything that he wants us to do for his glory. Now, moving forward into this message. I really, really, really believe that moving into the future, God wants us to be a church where we love and empower and transform people with and through the living word. And the reason that I say that is not only because we're living word chapel, but because we hear so many different messages and so many different voices and so many different philosophies you that are in high school, you that are in college, you're hearing all kinds of different messages that are going to try to pull you away from God, pull you away from Jesus. And the only thing that will keep you grounded, the only thing that will keep you firmly planted is God's Word, Amen. the Bible. The Bible never changes. It never changes. It's always the same. People's interpretations may change, but God's word never change, uh, changes. It's perfect. It is going to fulfill its work. It's going to fulfill its mission. And we just trust that. And, but what I've come to find out about vision, as we talk about vision, you know, we, 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 we started out with courageous vision from the life of Joshua. Last week, we talked about renewed vision, how God will renew our vision because our, we get cataracts in our eyes. Uh, we, 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 we need renewal in our life. We need uh, uh, knee replacement. I make all things new, right? But I've also come to find out with vision is that you need to adjust your vision continuously, right? When, I, uh, when my eyesight started to go bad and I got nearsighted, I couldn't see you know, far away. I, I went and got glasses, and, uh, and believe me, those glasses are incredible. In fact, I wish I had them right now. Um, but what I've also come to find out is as, as I age, not only do I need glasses to see far away, but I also need glasses to see close. I mean, I, I, I wear my glasses and I pick them up. Have you ever noticed when I'm wearing my glasses and I'm preaching, when I read, I pick my glasses up and put them on my forehead? Anyone notice that? Not that you're noticing anything. Why? I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting my, my vision. And, and, and a lot of us adjust. Now, the Bible is very clear about adjusting our vision, adjusting our lives. And we're going to go to uh, the, the, the letter from Paul to Timothy, the second letter, and you're going to see where he talks about the last days. In the last days, these adjustments need to be made because of these things that are going on. And as we go there, we're going to find out that, uh, that, that Paul is going to uh, lay a very, very clear foundation for Timothy, this young pastor, to say the word of God has got to be your guide in everything you do because the word of God is profitable. The word of God is good. The word of God will keep you planted where you need to be. We're going to start out with uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. 
And I think it's going to help us to get some, some understanding of what's going on. Let me pray a blessing over the word, and then we'll, we'll go into the, the reading. So I'm 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. You can go to your YouVersion Bible app and go to the events, and you'll see it there. You also have it on your, on your uh, uh, paper outline, and you can go to it in your Bible as well. Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to come together uh, again this morning. Uh, as always, we ask your blessing upon your word. Father, illuminate uh, the truth of your word into our hearts and into our lives. And me as your, your, your messenger, Lord, your speaker, I pray that you give me the ability to, to speak in a way that honors you, to speak in a way that, that brings the word uh, uh, in, in truth and in clarity and in simplicity. And, and I just pray, Father, that as we do that, that we will leave here understanding it in a, in a greater way, and it will help us to navigate with vision and adjustments uh, as we go forth. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. <clears throat> so verse 1 starts out like this, <clears throat> as Paul's writing to Timothy. Now, I want you to think context, okay? I want you to think he's writing to a person at that time, okay? Don't, don't do, uh, uh, here's a big word, don't do exegesis or eisegesis where you're saying, I'm going to bring it into my life, or I'm going to read into it, because of what's going on here, he's writing to a specific person at a specific time, okay? And he says this to Timothy. He said, understand this. In the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Or some, some translations may say uh, tr- times of trouble or perilous times. For people will be lovers of self, okay? They'll be lovers of money. They'll be proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, Unholy, heartless, unappeasable, and slanderous without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. In other words, I don't need anyone. I don't need God. I don't need anyone. Uh, Swollen with conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather lovers of God, rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. And then he says to Timothy, avoid such people. Now, that's important. Let's just pause for a second because sometimes people say, well, that's going to happen in the future. Paul was telling him, in, these, in the last days, what you're living in, Timothy, this is what people are going to be doing. It's going to get worse. Right? Sometimes we think, oh, he wasn't talking to Timothy because all the people back in Timothy's day were all good. Well, if they were all good, they wouldn't need a savior. They were just as bad in the days of Noah, just as bad in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. People without God have a way of doing bad things. I'm going to keep on reading. He said, for among them are those who creep into households and they capture weak women, burdened with sins and lead astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Now, that's important because it tells us that people are always trying to learn more. They want more information, but there's no transformation. Because the only way that there's transformation is through God. It's exterior, not interior. It's on the outside, but not on the inside. Right? It's head knowledge, but not heart knowledge. It's hearing, but not living. And all these things that are vitally important to us, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul is giving Timothy vision, not just for the future, but for his own time. And he went on to say in verse 8, he said that, that uh, Janus 
and Jambres. Uh, they did the same thing with uh, Moses and this, in, in this lifestyle and in his own day, uh, you know, in, in Moses' day as well as in, is in um, Timothy's day, these things were going on. And he said, I want you to avoid such people. And it speaks to us, it speaks to us that as God gives us vision, there will be adjustments that will need to be made because we're going to be pulled to do the things that are going to destroy us. Are you with me? I love Daniel's honesty. He said, yesterday, I got tempted to take a drink. Yesterday. How many of you yesterday were being pulled to do something that's contrary to God? All of us are, are, are constantly battling. All of us are, are trying to be influenced by, by not only things, but by people that will lead us away from God, lead us away from the peace that we receive in Jesus to the chaos that we receive in the world. But here's the thing is the chaos looks fun. The chaos looks appealing. The chaos looks like it'll, it'll, it'll fill our deepest desires, right? And so then he, he goes on in, in, in the later part of the chapter, in, in verse 16 and 17, that's going to be the kind of the, 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 the key text to our message today. He goes on and he says this. He says, all scripture, in verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed or breathed out by God. In other words, the word of God has been Holy Spirit breathed. It's been directed by God. Every part of Scripture, God breathed it into the writers that wrote the Holy Scripture. That's why this, this book is a, the number one uh, 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 selling book in the, in the history of the world. They don't even put it in the New York Times best-selling book because it outsells every single book every week, and it has since its print. Did you know that? Because there's no other book like it. It's God's book. It's, and, and scripture says it's been breathed out by God, and it's profitable. Tell your neighbor, it's profitable. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be Complete. Remember I talked about Ruth, how she teaches people their new identity in Christ, that you're complete in what Jesus did for you, that you don't have to do anything else, that Jesus fulfilled everything, so that in him you can walk in his completeness and in his righteousness and in his holiness. He said, you may be complete and you are equipped for every good work. And that's what God wants. The adjustments we make are for us to do the good works of God, not the bad works that lead us into chaos, not the bad works that lead us into stress, not the bad works that lead us into malice and anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and all these different things that we struggle with outside of God. Those are the things that we struggle with outside of God. Unforgiveness, we struggle with that outside of God. Stress, we struggle with that outside of God. Anger. We struggle with that outside of God. He said, but there's a good work that you can find, and you're only going to find it if you're in here. 
if you let the word of God dwell in your heart. It's when you let the word of God dwell in your heart that you will not sin against God. It's when the word of God lights your path that you will be able to see and it will keep you from stumbling. And so he gives us right here, this is not me making things up. He gives us four adjustments for vision that will always make us win. Not only in 2020, but beyond. Can I tell you that for 26 years I've been winning because of Jesus. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm saying he's perfect. And because his word has become a part of my life for 26 years, I've been winning. And God wants us to win. Someone said, you know, we, we survive, but with God we thrive. We thrive. Someone says that we, uh, you know, we'll be able to make it. With God, we abundantly make it. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. God doesn't come to take our lives. He comes to give us life. I don't know if I mentioned to you guys. I mentioned it to uh, uh, another service. I, I know I mentioned it in Kearney that a, a relative of mine recently, about three weeks ago, he got stopped at a checkpoint. He had two eight balls on him, two eight balls of cocaine, talking about someone needed the, needing the clean life ministry. He got stopped. He, he had already been in prison. He'd been out of prison. He had two eight balls because a dog sniffed him out right there in between Las Cruces and Deming, New Mexico. He ate the eight balls. He ate both of them eight balls. And guess where he's at now? He's not here. He's not here. He went to that next phase of his life. Why do I say that? Because he lived his life in survival mode. He lived his life in the chaos. Last time that I spoke to him, I said, you know, I said, God has a, he's got a plan for your life. He says, yeah. I spoke to his dad too. His dad's dead as well drugs. And as I spoke to him, I said, you know, um, he, he, you know, he started the conversation. He said, you know why my dad and myself and, and he said, your brother uh, are, are the way that we are, why we're all messed up. He said, we've hurt a lot of people. That's why we're the way we are. And I was able to share the gospel with him. I was able to share the word. Now, what he did with that is between him. See, there's some people in here that, that God has allowed people to share the gospel with you, but he doesn't force you to do anything. And what you do with it is what you're going to do with it. You're going to listen to it, or you're going to say, I don't need that. You, I'm going to live my life because I am, I am full of myself. I don't have no room for God. That's when we need a vision adjustment, when you don't listen to your parents, when you don't listen to, 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 when you don't listen to people that love you, that, that pour the things of God into you. God continually wants you, to, you know, he wants to pour goodness into your life, this abundant life that comes through Christ. So, so the, first, the first vision adjustment, and this goes along with everything that I'm saying, the first thing is you need to stay teachable. That's adjustments in your life. You stay teachable because none of us know it all. And when you think you know it all, there's chaos coming in your life. When you do not take advice about your blind spots, you will have chaos in your life. 
This is the last letter that Paul wrote. Second Timothy, and the, the end of the letter, he says, I've been poured out like a drink offering. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Now there's prepared for me a crown that the righteous judge will give to me on that day that he will give to everyone who loved his appearing. And as he, who did he write the last letter to? He didn't write it to, to Titus. He didn't write it to, to Peter. He didn't write it to John. Paul wrote it to Timothy. Because Timothy was teachable. I'm not saying that they weren't, but I'm saying there's something about Timothy's life that he's teachable. Stay teachable for those adjustments in your life. For you to say, you know what, I need, I need to, to change this. I have invested into, I've, I've invested into having people invest into me. I've done that. Since I started walking with Jesus, I have allowed, allowed people. Pastor Mike poured into me at one time. Pastor Ruth poured into Shauna. Pastor Bob poured into me. I've had Gary Kinneman pour into me. I've had Scott Rideout pour into me. I've had uh, different uh, covenant partners pour into me because I tell you, I don't know it all. And you stay teachable. You, you remain teachable. Teachable people are not only the greatest students, but they're also the greatest leaders. Know-it-alls, they wreck their lives, but they also wreck the lives of others around them. Why? Because they think they know it all. And they never let people or even God speak into their blind spots. And we all have blind spots in our life. And so, so Paul writes and he says, all scripture is God-breathed and it is profitable for teaching. You remember I started the series out with Joshua? And what did God tell Joshua as he was going into the promised land? What did God say to him? He said, study this book of instruction continually. Continually. If you're stumbling, if you're, if you're, if you're walking away, it's because you're not letting the word of God come into your life. He said, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. You will not obey the word of God if you're not in the word of God. You can't. You don't know it. That's why Sunday uh, for, for 45 minutes, for you to be in the Word, I mean, for you to listen to the Word for 45 minutes, once a week is not enough for you to grow and become everything that God wants you to become. When people say to me, I'm not being fed on Sundays, you're not supposed to be fed on Sundays, you're supposed to eat all week. Sunday, you're just supposed to come and we're supposed to come together and see what God speaks to all of us. Anyone that ever says, well, I'm not being fed over there, when they talk about other pastors, I'm not being fed, you're not supposed to, you're not going to get enough food for 35, 40 minutes, spiritual food to sustain you for the whole week. And if you come once every, uh, twice a month or once a month, how are you going to be able to sustain your spiritual life if you're not in the Word? He said, only then, to Joshua, only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. So the, 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 the word of God gives us a promise that if we're in it, that we will, we will succeed. When, when Peter preached his first sermon and the church was launched, we learned that, that uh, in, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. All of them. Here in this society, I'm going to give you something. It's from the Word of God. 
But I'm going to tell you what's happening in our society that I really believe hurts the heart of God. And it's going to go with our values. As we talk about our values, one of our values is going to be diversity. It is already our value, diversity. We have different kinds of people here. And the reason for that is because our, our, our society is being hurt because people separate themselves. You have black churches, and you've got brown churches. And then you've got churches of, 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 of white uh, 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 ethnicity. Not, but not only that, not only that, you've got millennial churches with all young people. And then you've got churches of older people. And the older people say, oh, don't move that. Don't move that cross. Or the younger people say, oh, that music's not loud enough. And the older people are saying, oh, that music's way too loud. Hear me now. But why, why is that important? Hear me now. Because some of you guys are, why is that important? Because we grow with one another and we grow in loving one another. We need each other. And so we live in a society that isolates themselves. We isolate ourselves. We categorize ourselves. We, 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 we put different people at different places. But look at what, look at what Paul wrote to, to, uh, um, to Titus. He said this. He says, teach the older women. Now teach them. Teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. Okay? They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Okay? They need the clean life ministry. Okay? I'm just saying. Instead, 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 they should, okay, teach them to honor God. Because if when you do, instead, they should teach others what is good. So it tells me that we need older women in our services. Okay? If you're, old, if you're over the age of 40... We need you. You thought I was going to say something older than that, right? He said, instead they should be teaching others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Now that says so much. If there are no older women, how are they going to teach younger women to love their husbands, and how to raise their children up in the ways of God. And if there's no younger women with the older women, then we're doing God a disservice because he tells us in his word that they should be teaching each other. Teach the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Here's what I believe. I believe that the more that people pour into each other, especially in marriage, especially in all the things that, where the devil wants to destroy. The, the enemy wants to destroy families. You need to understand that. The enemy, you, you want to get a society healthy? Let there be healthy families. Healthy families who have a healthy fear of God, who honor God, who respect each other, and then they will respect their teachers, and they will respect their governing authorities, and they'll, res they'll respect their civil authorities. Everything will be respectful for the most part, and, and, and they're going to be impacting their friends that don't know how to do this. He says, then they will not bring shame. On what? 
when they do this, when they, when they teach them to honor their husbands, love their husbands, raise their children, then they will not bring shame on what? On the word of God. Because the word of God is what teaches us. You see, the Bible teaches us that there should be diversity and unity. You see, older women are not supposed to teach younger women to gossip. They're not supposed to do that. Not, not, not Christ followers. That's what they have in the world. That's about... Like my granddaughter, right? <laughs> Anyways. My baby granddaughter, that's the way she talks. But there's this, there's this beauty that, that the Bible teaches that there should be diversity, there should be older women, older colors, there should be just a beautiful uh, diversity, there should be unity. In other words, we don't gossip about each other. I mean, if we have a problem, let's go talk to someone. We will have problems. We will have problems, but we can work it out. Amen? It, it teaches us, um, you know, that we should value community, we should value uh, 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 simplicity, don't make things complicated. Here's, here's the, second, the second thing uh, that, he, that he teaches us about vision adjustments. Don't run from reproof. We live in a society where people don't like to be told when there's something wrong in their lives. Don't tell me some, anything. I'll go to the other church where they won't tell me anything for about six months, and then they'll tell me, and I'll go to another church. Or I'm not going to be a part of this family. I'm going to go to another family. Right? It says, Paul specifically tells, tells Timothy, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for reproof. The, the word reproof means to make pure from stains. And, and clear vision uh, moving us into the future always needs for us to look at it and reprove it. Amen? That's why we have elders here. Because the elders are called not to come and drink coffee and, and, and talk about what's going on in their, in, you know, in their job. and that We can talk about that. But we're supposed to reprove what's going on in the church and move it forward with clarity. The leadership is always... And, 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 the, and what's, what's our guide? The Word of God. I have people, there's people in this service that I send very important documents to for them to reprove my grammar. Because I'm from Lordsburg, New Mexico. <laughs> See, they look at, they look at my writing uh, and they say, I would change this grammatically, that doesn't make sense. And, and it might make sense to me, but grammatically it doesn't make sense. So they help to, to, to make it better. Um, I, ha I have trusted brothers in my life that I let them, I, I've given them permission to reprove my, in my life. I, I have people that, that actually can speak positive. There's a person in here that speaks very, very uh, uh, with, with love into my sermons. He'll come to me and say, hey, you know, 
this, maybe change this. And it's, it's, it's really, I hear it. It's not critical. See, there's, there's a difference between someone that is critical in your life and someone that really cares about you and will bring reproof. Did you know that? We all need people in our life that will bring reproof. And they look at everything. Are there stains? Are there, are there wrinkles? The writer of Proverbs put it like this. He says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof will gain intelligence. See, you're limiting your thinking when you say, I know it all. You, you are. When, when, you don't, when you don't submit to discipline, you're limiting your ability to grow in your thinking and your, in, in your knowledge. I had a very wise man tell me one time, he said, when I was working, I wanted to do everything to the best of my ability. I wanted to learn my job better than my boss. And this man, this man of God, God just raised him up and 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 raised him up. I've told my kids that same thing. I said, when you're at work, I heard from a very wise man that you need to learn your job better than your boss. Don't ever think that you, think that you know everything. Every kind of training, take it. And when someone speaks into your life that's trusted, listen. The third adjustment is embrace correction. You see, reproof shows us that we have a problem, but there's another step. You have to take, you have to take a step to correct what's going on in your life. Again, the writer of Proverbs put it like this, correct your son and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul because when we don't correct our children, they will bring a lot of distress into your life. And that's what's going on in our society is everyone's afraid to, to correct their children. So bring them to Pastor James. I'll send them to Pastor Mike. If your life is in decline, like your self-worth, your attitude, your thinking, and your actions, the Word of God will give you corrective measures needed for victory as an individual. God will never, he'll never pound you when you're down. He'll correct the things in your life so that you can have victory. Churches need adjustments. Did you know that? We need adjustments. I have, I have, we've had mystery guests come in. I've, I might have mentioned this to you guys. I know other servants. We have mystery guests come in and say, tell us what you see that are positive. Tell us what you see that are negative. And you guys don't even know. When you're saying hi to everybody else and you, and you don't say hi to them, that's a mystery guest. The Word of God says that, you know, uh, uh, that be careful how you act toward outsiders because you may entertain angels. That mystery guest might have been your angel. Just kidding, it wasn't. He was an angel to me, though. So he's, Paul, uh, Paul writes to Timothy, all scripture is God breathed uh, out by God, is breathed out by God and profitable for correction. And I love the, 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 the literal meaning of the word correction in Greek. It means to be reformed. If something is off, to be reformed or, or to be made straight. Like, like if you have a broken bone, 
Have you noticed that they have to make it straight? They have to, they have to put it back into place? That's what correction does, right? Number four, the, the last adjustment. And we'll say amen. Last one. We have to trust the training. We have to trust the training. You see, whether you're, ten, uh, whether you're two years or ten years old, the Bible tells us how important training is for our lives. From the very beginning of your children, from the very beginning of your nephews, your nieces, it says, train up a child in the way that he or she should go, and when they get old, they will not depart from it. That means training. Uh, training is, is different than teaching. Teaching is speaking into them, into their lives. Training is living it out. Some of you have your, your children with you. Some of you have your grandchildren with you. You're living out the importance of coming together as a, as a, as a community of, of believers. And that's not going to go away from them. They're going to say, you know what? My parents took me to church because it was important. My parents read their Bibles because it was important. If you tell your children to read and you never read, they're not going to, they're not going to read. We train them by, by, by doing those actions. Let me just reinforce 2 Timothy again, 3.17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for training in righteousness. Have you noticed that in our lives, uh, sometimes we hear the word and we hear the word and we hear the word but if you don't put the word of God into practice, all you're doing is listening. We gotta live it. We gotta live it. And that's the same thing that's going on with our vision. Can I tell you, we can talk about reaching people, but we can actually go and reach people. We can talk about how much we care about the, 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 the miners that are on strike right now, but we can, or, or, or we can go out there and feed them. We had the whole camp from the, from the picketers that came to our, our, our spaghetti dinner last, last week at Kearney. And then we were able to pray with them. And we gave them food boxes. You see, we can talk about it or we can live it. You see what I'm saying? We can talk to our kids or we can live it. We can put it into action. Um, and, and sometimes, we love it, sometimes we need discipline. Sometimes God will discipline us so that we'll see how much he loves us. You ever been disciplined? And, and when you're disciplined, you find out they, really, they care enough. They care enough to do something about my actions. The writer of Hebrews put it like this. He said, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been what? Trained by it, afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for training in righteousness. Even when it hurts. Wouldn't you rather hurt your children's feelings when they're young 
and keep them out of the penitentiary when they get older. Now, God loves them there as well. But wouldn't it be better to, keep, to, to hurt their feelings when they're young than to keep them away from crystal methamphetamine? Now, God will love them there just as well. God loves them right there. But wouldn't it be better to train and hurt their feelings, the loved one's feelings, that person that God has brought into your life that trusts you, and you're not there to be critical, but to maybe say something to them in the Lord with discipline and maybe to hurt their feelings for a moment, but later on they realize that you said it because you care and you love them? Training in righteousness. I'm going to end by asking some questions. Are you teachable? I believe you are. You're here. Do you run from reproof? I believe you don't. You're here. Do you embrace correction? Will you trust the training. Now let's, think, let's think bigger. Let's think bigger. Do you think your neighbors that are not Christ followers or the people in your community, do you think that they would benefit from being teachable? Do you think that they would benefit if they were brought into a community of believers. It doesn't have to be Living Word Chapel. It could be. But a place where they could connect and they wouldn't run from reproof. Do you think they would benefit them? Do you think that it would benefit your neighbors and your uh, community if, if they were to embrace the correction needed to change their life for the glory of God? And lastly, do you think that your neighbors and your family and your friends and those people in the community, if they were to trust the training of Christ, that their life would change for the glory of God? When this is our guide, when our heart is vertical, He will lead us to bring positive change to our world. But it always starts with us. It always starts with us. Let's bow our heads. You see, God brought every one of us in here today. He brought us here so that we could hear and speak a message that is life-changing, that is eternal-impacting, and that will bring and usher in the presence of God into our lives. And I really believe that there is someone here today that, that the Lord has brought you, and, and this is kind of a confirmation of what you have been hearing 
and, and, and your spirit, your, your inside and your heart is just kind of leaping because there's, it's being touched. There's, a, there's an emotional touch that's going on. And that's God. God is touching your heart. He's, he's, he's playing that instrument in your heart. And he wants to play a melody, a melody of salvation, a melody of, of, of transformation, a melody of, of, of peace into your life, but you've got to embrace it. And so I am going to give you an invitation, an invitation for for you to allow the God of creation to come into your life and into your heart. And it's going to be simple. It's going to be saying, that's me. I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you agree with this prayer, you can pray with me and pray it under your breath and and, and we'll go to the, the Lord together, which is, Father, thank you that you're here. Lord, you know all about me. You know, you know the hidden things. You know the things that I struggle with. You know the things, Lord God, that are so hard for me to let go. But Lord, today, you have spoken to my heart. And today, Lord God, I, I want to welcome you into my heart. I, I, I want to embrace your peace. I want to let go of the chaos. I want to let go of the independence that I've lived with you, thinking that I can live without you, Lord God, thinking that I can live without your word. Today, I want to allow your word to permeate my mind, to change the way that I think, to change the way that I live, to bring glory to your name. And, and Lord, I, I accept you. I accept you into my life. I accept you into my heart. Lord, not, reli- not in some kind of a religious way, but through a relationship. And so, Lord Jesus, have your way. Have your way today. I don't even know how to, how to begin to do this, but I, I'm going to trust that you're going to show me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, everyone keep your heads bowed, okay? If you prayed that prayer with me today, if you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand just so God can see it. Not, not doesn't matter who sees it. Yes, I see your beautiful hand in the back. I see your hand. Beautiful. I see your hands. I see your hand, bro. I see your hand right there, dude, in the middle. Praise God, dude. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.